Thank you for tuning in to The Victory is Greater Than the Struggle, an ex-lesbian podcast with myself, your host, Jessica Newsom. All right, so I am tired. I just got off work, um, but I really want to give you this podcast. Many of us are stubborn, right? So I wanted to talk about stubborn Christianity because a lot of times, you know, we just think everyone or I don't know, like in our mind, we kind of just feel like people or Christians are just floating around, just being these perfect Christians, always saying yes to God, always saying yes to his will and the the the, the things that he wants to work in our lives, right? Like, we're just like, oh, God, you want to work on that? Yes. God, you want to do this? Yes. God, you want me to turn from that? Yes. As though we just bow down every time and we're just totally all in. When in actuality, a lot of us are not. A lot of us are stubborn. We want to be all in, most definitely. Like being that Christian that always says yes to God, therefore always moving forward in the things of God, therefore always moving from level to level, glory to glory, is what we attain to do. But if you're like me, okay, then you're probably a little stubborn. Now, I do not take any pride in this at all, but I have always been a stubborn person. Not like overly stubborn or anything like that, but when it's something I don't want to do or something that I want to hold on to, I have in the past been very stubborn and I will justify those things till the cows come home, right? And this has shown uh, what... I guess I want to talk to you guys a little bit about what that looks like in our Christian walk. I'm going to give you a little taste of Jessica's stubbornness, but I want you to reflect on your own stubbornness because of a lot, uh, a lot of us complain about how we aren't moving forward, how we're stuck, and we blame God or we blame our circumstance or people around us when a lot of times it's us that's a problem. So, The first time I really remember God tugging on me to do something, it was when I was probably like a teenager and God was calling me out of homosexuality. Awesome, right? I just felt that tug. Like he was just like, Jessica, I'm calling you out of this. This is not what I have for you. And my life on the outside, it looked fine, right? When we're around our friends and everything, we're good, right? It's like we're the life of the party or we're having fun. We're doing this, that, and the other. Life is good. But when we go home at the end of the night, when it's just uh, us ourselves in our bed with our own thoughts, that's the issue. I was struggling in my mind. I was struggling in my heart. I was creating these other addictions in my life. And God was like, I want to hit this one area of your life. I want to touch this area of sexual sin. And I was just like, okay, fine. Because he was he was tugging me. So that means I felt conviction. I felt like, oh, I know this is wrong. So how do I get out of it? So I said, yeah, okay, God go ahead and take away homosexuality in my life. But there was a problem. But the problem was me, right? So I said, God, take away homosexuality. And as I begged him, pleaded with him to take this away, and it seemed to be ever prevalent in my life, and it just didn't go away, I became very depressed. I became very suicidal. I began cutting. I just began drinking more to uh, dull down the, the, the conviction in my life. 
But now looking back, I realized that the problem wasn't the fact that, you know, I wasn't praying hard enough. I wasn't seeking him hard enough. The problem was that I did not want to give up my whole life. I didn't want to lay down my life, which is what God was asking me to do. He said, I want to touch this area in your life. I want to, I want to, I want to work on this, but I need all of you. I didn't want to give up the friends I was hanging out with who we drank, we smoked, we partied, you know, um, we encouraged each other in all types of stuff we shouldn't have been getting into, right? I didn't want to give those things up, but in order for God to deal with me in that specific area that he was tugging at me with, right? He was saying, I need this whole thing. I need all of you in order to get that, but I wouldn't allow him to do that. So I was in this place of like limbo. I was in between the place of, 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 of saying, I'm going to stay stuck to this bondage and I'm going to be free in Christ. I didn't make a complete decision. I didn't want to give up one, but I still wanted the other. And so what happened was, um, I just continued my life and said, you know what? God deuces, leave me alone. I threw up the middle finger. I was just kind of like, God, look, you can't change homosexuality, obviously. Okay. And again, this is because, um, later on I realized it's because I didn't give him all of me. Okay. But I didn't realize this as a teenager. My thought just was, well, God, you didn't change homosexuality within me. So therefore you can't do it. Therefore forget you. Therefore, uh, like kick rocks, like all this conviction is for the birds. You could take it and you can go. And so God let me kind of do what I want. And what happened? I continue to spiral out of control emotionally and mentally. Um, and I mean, I gave myself to anybody, any, any, not anybody. Okay. Any, <laughs> honestly, any female that I felt attracted to in any way, do you know what I'm saying? And so, um, being with another woman wasn't a big deal to me. You know, it was all about lust. It was all about sex. It was all about getting what I wanted um, out of the situation. Yes, I had relationships with people, but the, the, the foundation of it was just pure lust. And so uh, the depression excuse me, the depression continued, the cutting continued, the suicidal thoughts just continued. And I tried to find a happy place. I tried to twist scripture to say, well, homosexuality is okay with God because, and you name it, I said it, I thought it, I believed it, I preached it. And you know what those things are because, you know, you're listening to me now. So I know you've listened to other people, right? Who, who tried to justify sin, so that we could feel comfortable doing what we want to do. And so it was later on in life, I was probably 22 or something like that. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, like 22 or 23. And God started to tug on me again. And he started to, this time, it wasn't focused on homosexuality, right? He focused on um, just calling me to himself. He was just like, 
I want you, Jessica. I want to heal you. I want to make you whole. I want to fill those voids on the inside of you. All of the depression, all of the suicidal thoughts, all of the low self-esteem, all that stuff, I want to fill uh, in with me. I want to, you know, um, um, make you whole and complete in me. And so to that, I said, yes. My thought was don't touch homosexuality because I'm good with that. But okay, you want to do everything else? Fine. And so it was in that that I began to just say, okay, and I came to God, but I didn't want him to touch the homosexuality. So I was still in this limbo, but I had a sense of freedom in the limbo, if that makes sense. I really gave my life to Christ. I really seriously received salvation. I received salvation when I was younger, but I really didn't know what I was doing. But when I got older... I said yes to God. I received salvation. The Holy Spirit was on the inside of me and be, and God began to change me. But again, the area of homosexuality, he did not, I did not allow for him to mess with that. So I had freedom in certain areas, but I was still deeply in bondage in many other areas. And a lot of Christians are at that place. A lot of Christians are, are stuck in the in-between, between bondage and freedom. And unfortunately, many Christians get comfortable in this place. And I call this complacent Christianity, right? We just get comfortable and then we kind of make a theology out of this comfortable Christianity. And the, the, the theology is covered in grace that says you could do whatever you want and you're good right? You're good because you're still going to go to heaven. You can do whatever you want. You have a free pass because you're human and you're imperfect. So do what you want. That's the complacent Christianity that, that affirms our sin nature and says it's okay with God because. But this is not freedom in Christ. This is a version of of Christianity, but it is not actual Christianity. It is not the Christianity, the, the, the Christianity that Jesus was preaching that, that following Christ following as he has been uh, leading us to follow him. If we look at the Bible, that is not what we're living out. We have become complacent in certain areas in our life and we've gotten comfortable with it and we just justify it. And we sit in this lukewarm area that is not pleasing to God. And it's not freedom for us. It is, in fact, bondage. And there's many Christians, many people who are struggling with sin, living in bondage and just finding rest in that area. And honestly, when it comes down to it, the torment of holding on to what is killing us, it must be greater than our being fearful of allowing God to change us. We have to get to a place to where we're sick and tired of being sick and tired. We have to get to a place to where we're just like, you know what? This place of lukewarmness, this place of limbo is tormenting me. It's like I have a sense of freedom, but I am not free. I have a sense of not being in bondage, but I still am in bondage. And that's not the Christ that we serve. We don't serve a lukewarm Christ that says, well, you can kind of be free, but not all the way free. No, that's not the God that I serve. I don't know about you, but I serve a God 
whom I know can literally deliver us from sin, bondage, shame, and hurt, and all of those things if we allow him to do the things in our life that he is asking us to do. But unfortunately for a lot of people, we are more fearful of allowing God to change us. So we live in that place of, of, of torment. We live in that place of being in between and we settle for way less than God's best. And so even after, let's move forward. I allowed God to work on homosexuality. Boom. All of a sudden, when I relinquished that to him, it was like my eyes were really open. I am completely sold out to God. Now I'm just like, yo, I'm down. I'm down for it all, God. Let's do this. Whatever you want, yes. And so that's how I have lived my life with the posture of saying yes to God for whatever he wants to do in my life. Whatever you want me to lay down, God, yes. But I am human. So there's areas in my life where I'm still stubborn. Now this is something that God's working on me with. Like he's working on you. So there's certain areas in my life that take longer to see freedom because of my stubbornness, because I'm hesitant, because I am not so sick of the torment just yet. And I'm just fearful of that change, right? And so many of you feel like that. It's just like, I want to say yes, but I just, I just haven't. I know I need to say yes. I know I need to get there, but I'm scared of the unknown. I'm scared of what's on the other side of this. I'm scared of what you're going to tell me to give up. I'm scared of what I may lose. Like I'm fearful of that stuff, right? But it's something that we just got to jump off the cliff and uh, cliff and do. And so as a sold out Christian who's down for God, right? There's things that we're stubborn about. Maybe God's like, I want to work on the lust, issue. And maybe we've not allowed him to do that for years. What's going to happen is we're going to live in a place of limbo and a place where we still really deal with it, but we try to mask it and hide it. Maybe God's like, I want to work on forgiveness. Like I want you to forgive your family. Those, those people that really hurt you. I really want to work on that. And you're just like, "Mm, no, I'll just move a thousand miles away right? So that I don't have to deal with it. It's just a phone call. God's like, but you can't get out of the wilderness until you do this. Like you're just going to keep going in circles over and over again until you say, yes, you want the victory. You want to move forward. You have, you know, these dreams in you that I put in you. You have desires in you that I put in you. I want to give them to you, but you have to say yes. You have to allow me to do that deep hard work so you can get to that place. A lot of people do not see the promises of God because they have been stubborn and they continuously say no and let the clock run out. Time keeps passing. We get older and we start missing our blessings. We start missing that window where God's like, man, I was going to do this, but the window has closed. Can God redeem that? Yeah, he can do a new thing, but that thing that he was going to do, that's over. Not all the time, but it definitely is a big possibility. Maybe God's like, I want to work on those past hurts. Maybe you were abused before. And God's like, I really, (laughs) you want to get married, but you but you still struggle with, with the mental, um, um, 
mindset of how you view the opposite sex because you were abused, but you want to get married, like, we need to work on that. Because if I give you your Boaz, if I give you, you know, your wife and your mindset is still stuck on what happened to you when you were a kid, you are going to project that onto your spouse and it could destroy what I have for you. So God says, I want to give it to you, but I can't give it to you if you're just going to break it when I give it to you because you are not healed because you aren't allowing me to fix you. Now in marriages, people still aren't perfect. But that doesn't mean that God can't get us to a place to where we are ready to join ourselves with someone else because we've allowed God to do a deep work in us and the rest of it's going to be done with our partner. So do you find yourself in stubborn Christianity? Do you find yourself resting in, in, in this type of, of Christianity that does nothing but hold you back, hold you down and keep you in bondage? I really want to encourage you in letting go, jumping off the cliff. Those things that God has been asking you to deal with, man, deal with them. Just deal with them. Say yes to God. Do the hard thing because you aren't going to move forward until you do. The only thing you're wasting is time. You are wasting time. And that is something uh, personally that I told God I don't want to do anymore. I said, I never want to waste time. I never want to waste time. So whatever you want to do, God, it's yes. It's amen. Let's go. I hope that you guys enjoyed this. If you want to donate, I'd appreciate that. It helps me to do what I do. I do one-on-one mentoring with people who contact us via email. That's www.loveatthecross.com. You can check us out there. Sorry. (laughs) You can check us out there. Um, My email is up there. The donation little button's up there. Um, I mentor people for free because I absolutely love it. So all all donations go towards me being able to do that. I do the podcast um, and stuff like that. I absolutely love what I do. And so if you want to help make, uh, help me to have the time to be able to do this, I'd appreciate it. I get to speak to people all around the world. It's absolutely phenomenal from Canada to Belize, from Switzerland to, I don't know, you pick another place, but, um, it's awesome. And it's definitely a blessing. Thank you guys for tuning in to the victory is greater than the struggle. It's an ex-lesbian podcast with myself and I'm your host, Jessica Newsom.